You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Check that out today. Good morning. March the 10th, 2023, another day in America. Also, shout out to all of our brand new listeners uh, on podcast, via podcast, whether you're listening from Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iTunes, uh, or any other podcasting platform, you can now download The Dilly Show. It is a little bit shorter than the regular version of the show because obviously there's a lot of stuff that we have to cut out that doesn't make sense for a podcast, but welcome. Hope you guys are enjoying the new podcast format. Shout out to my producer, Magical Trevor. He is doing a bang up job of uh, taking care of these episodes, getting them ready to roll for you guys. So good morning, everybody. Yeah, happy to be here with you guys today. It's a Friday. What a week. What a long fucking week. There's been so much happening and uh, it's, like, uh, it's trying to drink from a fire hose, man. It is, it is, there is so much happening in this country right now. The, uh, it's weird. Cause like on one hand you go, everything's the same and it's very upsetting and you're stressed out. But then if you're actually honest with yourself and you look at the information and the moves being made, you realize that right now, while you're living through this, you're shaping and changing the country right now. It's, it's right now in front of you. It's happening Right now, there are things happening that can never be undone, some of them in a very good way. A lot of the bullshit that we've lived through, which pretty much all of it has been bullshit, is now front and center, the American public having to uh, look at that square in the face and decide, is this the kind of country I wanna live in? Um, I find myself on this Friday being uh, maybe irrationally optimistic. When I look at the level of depravity and uh, and scandal that is abounded in Washington, D.C., and how much of that is now completely common knowledge, and it's only continuing to gain momentum, it gives me hope for the future because people are pissed off, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. And when you look at the moves that Joe Biden and the Democrats are attempting to make, they are actually taking their insane policies and making them somehow more fucking insane to the point that your average American is recoiling and saying, no way, I don't give a shit about anything else. What they're doing is their policies economically uh, for this country are so bad, it's forcing your average moderate leftist to reconsider their position because Joe Biden has dwarfed all of their cultural uh, policies that they want to implement. And so it's very hard to have people giving a shit about restrooms when they can't afford to eat. And that's where we're at right now. It is shocking some of the things that they're trying to do. It's not going to be successful. It will fail. We will crush them. Uh, And it is making it the messaging for Trump 2024 that much easier. So in that way, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. We're going to talk about it today, though. There's a lot going on, a lot of economic discussion. We've got some grifter discussion. We'll talk about that briefly. We got some dank memes. We got a killer show. And then we've got 
Q&A Friday, which we didn't even get to do last Friday because I was rushing out of here to get to the airport to go to CPAC. Well, today I am in no rush. I can take my time and we are absolutely going to make sure we answer all of your questions. Uh, they, and I'll try to answer some of them from last week as well. But we're going to give you the time you're due here on the Dilly Show since we're uh, not in a rush. So it's going to be a good a good show, big show for you guys. Good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? You guys doing? You guys good? I know. Can you guys believe it? Yeah, you guys good? All right. Excellent. I know. I'm having one of those. Uh, I'm having a day, man. My dog kept me up last night. Uh, he had stomach problems. So then that's like, I guess I have stomach problems, right? He's going to keep me up as if as if I were up <laughs> all night with stomach problems. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah, so Robert must have got into something he wasn't supposed to get into. Because he had tummy problems. So he kept woke me up at 3 a.m. nudging me. To let me know he needed to go out and go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, drag my ass out of bed. The good news is the kids didn't have school today, so I didn't have to wake up and rush around to take them to school. But uh, yeah, it kind of was up and about, dude. It was just one of those nights where I'm like, oh my God. And it was already kind of a long week anyway. It's been a long week. I, I find that every, these weeks right now, because we're in campaign mode, I know a lot of people, it's one thing to say, okay, campaigns kick off about 18 months prior to an election. Trump 2024, it kicked off two years. And really, if you're being honest, Trump 2024 kicked off the day Joe Biden was inaugurated. I sat in front of all of you on that afternoon, and I told you that I had a contact who was down at Mar-a-Lago the next day, the next day, the day after the inauguration, and they were already, President Trump was already planning his next run. He was like, this is bullshit. We're, we are going back to work. I'm going to take the weekend. I'm going to golf. And then we're going to game plan. I'm going back to work Monday. And, uh, and he, you know, that was, I told all of you that. I told you that back in 2021. And here we are, 2023. Essentially, uh, our team, the Dilly 300, the Dilly meme team, our sponsors, we were kicked into campaign mode, really, the day that uh, Joe got into office. And now things have just turned up. I could work right now, I could work 24 hours a day right now and still have shit that I didn't get done. That is how demanding and how much we are trying to accomplish right now. There is so much in front of us. And that's one of the reasons I've been trying to coordinate with all of you, that you, you the fan of the show, whether you're uh, a viewer or whether you're a listener and you're downloading this, I've been trying to coordinate and, and empower you and embolden you because if we all play a part and we start now, the outcome will not be in doubt at all. We will have a definitive outcome. And uh, so it's been, it's been kind of like that. You know, I'm trying, I'm going to make sure I don't burn myself out. Uh, taking my regular weekend vacations with the wife is very helpful. You know, we, uh, we went to Florida a couple weeks ago. That was nice. We're going to have our whole family together this, uh, this week because it's spring break for a couple of the kids. So we're going to have all four of the kids under our roof this week for nine days. We are absolutely thrilled and we're going to have some fun and, and uh, keep it light and fluffy. But I'm telling you, we can work nonstop if we want. And that's kind of what the meme team does. You know, I try to, we all try to keep this pace and we all try to outwork one another. It's one of the reasons I love the meme team because they're competitive. And I appreciate that because I'm a competitive motherfucker. And they, they're always trying to outwork one another and trying to outlaugh one another. 
and uh, I appreciate it, but they all go through this thing where they're like, oh, man, I'm tired, man. I got to take a week off or I got two weeks off. You know, I don't take any days off. Uh, you know, we, we keep going. I do the show day in and day out. What I consider a day off is like switching subjects, which sounds really fucking funny, but it's the truth. Like if I'm burnt, if I'm burnt, I'll just, uh, I'll literally just take a day off. Like, all right, I'm going to take a day off by uh, switching the subject around and I'll talk about some other shit. And, uh, and that's how I handle it. That's how I handle taking, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to take a, I'm going to talk about some other show. Yesterday's show was heavy on the jokes simply because I just was tired of talking about politics. And thank God AOC decided to put her big old fucking fake titties out there so I could talk about those for a little while and make jokes. But I was just like, dude, I got to switch up the subject here. By the way, uh, FYI, if you're in my chat and I see you speaking of hang gliding accidents, I'll fucking nuke you. And I don't care who you are. FYI, just FYI, you're in my you're in my chat and you're like speaking of the dead. I just will nuke your fucking ass. I see everything. Never forget that because if I don't see it live, I'll see it afterward. But I will see everything. Just so we're clear. So in case my uh, my my uh, moderators don't know, you just drop the hammer. I don't play that shit. Yeah, I don't play that shit. I will just nuke your ass. Like, for example, you're on timeout right now. So I'll see you in five minutes. Just so you know it was you that I'm fucking talking to. Just because I don't want you to get confused. I don't want you to get confused. Sometimes they go, are you, are you talking to me? And the answer is no, I'm not talking to you. I was talking to the person I just put on timeout for five minutes. You want to speak on, uh, you missing people. You want to speak on shit, then fuck off. Just go over there. It ain't going to be here. It ain't going to be here. <laughs> I know. I'm that dude. This is how I, it's kind of how I operate. People are, I'm confused. People are, don't worry, don't be confused. It was not for you. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. But if you speak of hang gliding accidents and retards that I have uh, essentially nuked away from this show, people who are in the chat that I want absolutely nothing to do with, and you're like, man, I wish they'd bring back X, you could fucking join them. You can join them. I'll just, you pack your shit, Skippy. You can go join them. It's fine. That, I, I hand those, uh, I hand those ones out evenly. So, <laughs> all right. But yeah, so it's been a big week uh, and we're going to get into that big week. We got a lot of news I got to talk about today as far as economic news. I am fascinated. I think we're living through something that maybe, maybe the United States of America has never dealt with. And I wanted to break it down for you guys because... I, I think all of the experts um, who have been doing economic data and we plug things in here and our graphies say this here, the thing that makes the economy so unique is it's organic, meaning living. And the challenge with dealing with living entities is living entities change and they evolve. And one of the things that I think that they are not sure how to... Uh, assess is that the current economy which is constructed of you and me all of all of us are the economy has become much more resilient and smarter and so all of these bean counting dorks that essentially have always been able to count on one plus one equaling two are now finding that one plus one is seven and they don't know how the hell it's getting that but I have theories on it today. I have theories on it today and I wanna to talk about it because 
It's a fascinating thing. And it, there is a, a quiet economic war going on between the American public, you and me, the consumer, your ordinary average American citizen versus the banks and the Federal Reserve. And that is the showdown that's currently taking place. And I don't, I would venture a guess that 99% of people aren't even aware that they're in a showdown, in a war with the Federal Reserve right now. And the Federal Reserve is starting to shit its pants. And I don't say that to be, uh, you know, that's not hyperbole. I'm not trying to exaggerate. They, they have historically been able to do certain things that have you, like a trained monkey, have always responded in a certain way. And you're not doing that now. And therefore, they've got a much larger problem in front of them that they don't know how to deal with. And they're still trying to figure out how to deal with it. But uh, I'm going to break that down on today's show. And I think it should be a good conversation and we'll have some fun with it. All right. I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. I was fucking crazy busy this morning. I had to run and get the car. I had to get the oil changed. I forgot I had an appointment and I was an hour and a half late for the damn thing. I raced down there. Thank God Rich took care of me. I get down there and he's like, oh, dude, yeah, we'll get you in. He got me in and out. We're good. I'm just kind of racing around on a Friday, dude. My brain is like oatmeal. You know what I mean? Of all days I got to talk economics, it's the day where my brain's like, uh, just been talking politics too much all week long. Coaching clients, right? Coaching clients, trying to help people, trying to fix their shit, right? Help their family situations, help their business situations. And then, uh, and then trying to help all you guys. And we're doing the show and doing, we got our other podcast, our weekly podcast, MAGA, MAGA Weekly, that we're doing on Twitter. And that also is a bit, excuse me, that's also available for uh, download on the website, all podcast form. You just type in MAGA Weekly, bang, there it is. So far, it's the most popular uh, download we've got. It's, uh, it's very cool. That's our weekly podcast. But um, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy week. So my brain is like, it's a little oatmeal-ish. So since it's, I'm feeling a little like, uh, you know, a little bit like uh, oatmeal, what we're going to do right now is I want to, I want to tackle the, I think I want to tackle the economic stuff first, which will delight Hogman because it's news, right? And Hog's always about just get to the news, just get to the news. So we're going to tackle some news right away while my brain is still firing on all cylinders. And then we'll kind of fuck off later in the show. We'll talk a little self-help. We'll talk uh, Q&A Friday. We'll answer your questions, all that kind of good stuff. But we're going to start with like the, the, uh, the shit that requires a lot of brain power first. So let's start here. So U.S. employers added 311,000 jobs in February, more than expected. Um, now, it's true. They did adjust job, uh, job numbers down for January, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to make you concerned. It was actually nominal. It was like no big deal. But 311,000 jobs added in February. Here's the deal, dude. The Federal Reserve is trying to rein you in. And this is what we were talking about. The banks overproduced money. And they thought, okay, it's okay. We are going to lend out all this money and we're going to have massive inflation, but we can rein it in because we've always done this. This has always been our MO. We ease credit lending. We let there become a credit bubble in America. And then what we do is we wait until the American public starts to believe that everything's going to be great. And they kind of, they're, they're sort of asleep at the wheel. And after about three years of, four years of easy credit, 
We then burst the bubble by raising interest rates dramatically, which will then crater the economy and mass layoffs will take place and the American consumer, consumer will give back all of the things that they bought with credit, whether it's cars or houses or any other boats, you name it. And this was the game plan. And this has always been the game plan and it's always worked. It's always fucking worked. They've never not been able to do this. And you, typically your growth economies go in seven year cycles. And so you had one cycle that went until about 2008, 2009 and it popped. And then the next growth cycle went until about 2016. And then you had another one that took off until, you know, that went from 09 to 16. Then you had one from 16 essentially and it should run through 24, somewhere in there. It's typically a seven year cycle, but, but the banks are finding something strange happening. The Federal Reserve is experiencing something they didn't expect. They keep raising interest rates and you keep spending money. You keep spending money. Here comes that organic discussion we talked about. And I discussed this on the show a couple days ago and sure as shit, I got emails. I got emails from many of you that went, you just nailed it. I got emails from people that go, yeah, I make great money, but I made some you know, questionable decisions or, or just had ov overall a lot of debt. And rather than do what we've always done in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and typically what me and my family have done is, oh, oh shit, economy went to shit, oh well. And they would let go of the things they all bought and oh, I gotta get a little smarter next time. Nope. What's happening is people are going, okay, I make X, but I need, I'm short. I'm only short 20,000 a year, so I'm gonna go find a way to make 20,000 a year or I'll go make 30,000 a year. And what's happened, and I think that this is a product of social media and the internet. The American consumer has gotten more savvy about staying afloat in hard times. They've gotten better at it. They've under, they understand now, they're like, okay, I'll preemptively start renting out my house. Some of these people are on those apps that allow you to rent out your car. It's like an Airbnb for your car. So when you're not using it, it's parked all weekend. You can literally allow someone else to use it for a couple hundred bucks a day and it just made your car payment. People are doing this. People are getting innovative as shit. That's a product of a massive recession that occurred in 2008 and really didn't clean up until about 2015, 16. And so what's happened is I believe a lot of these geriatric economic pricks who run these banking institutions, lending institutions, are trying, and I told you guys, they were trying to shake you out of your positions. Donald Trump gave you 2%, 3% interest rates on your houses. And the Fed thought, okay, that's all well and good. You think you own your little slice of the American dream, but we're gonna ruin your job. We're gonna ruin your economy. We're gonna ruin the cost of groceries. And instead of you folding like a cheap suit, you were like, okay, I'll figure out another way. I'm gonna do this over here. I'll bring in money this way. I'm gonna drive on the weekends and do that. I'm gonna drive, do this on the evenings. And what's happening is they can't get you to break. The war is on. It's between the banks and the consumer. Now what's, what's at stake? Someone has to eat the fucking, uh, th this, this situation. Someone's gonna have to eat it. They have historically used a boom bust economy to get mega rich. 
the, the, what normally happens going back almost 100 fucking years, okay, is they inflate the economy, you overborrow and overspend, and then when it all collapses, when they deliberately collapse it, they repossess all of your actual tangible goods. We've done this explanation on the show before. They're giving you bullshit paper IOU money and exchange your buying tangible real assets, real estate, actual valuable nice vehicles. You're buying guns, you're buying gold, you're buying nice suits and leather and purses you're bought, you're consuming. And when you consume and you're getting quality shit and you're exchanging bullshit IOU funny money for quality shit, they know this. And what they're banking on after seven or eight years is that you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't afford my life. And you'll start fire selling all of your expensive shit. And what they do then is they all come in and they gobble up the actual valuable shit, real estate, jewelry, vehicles. They start repossessing it. And then that allows them going into the next boom, uh, boom bust cycle to ride your shit back up and then unload at a peak. But you're not doing it. You're not doing it. You know, there's a, an app here. That it, it's around the country. I didn't even know about this app. I'm going to give you another example of how Americans are like way. They are out maneuvering and out entrepreneuring this bullshit system with the funky money. Rihanna told me there's an app out there right now where you can sign up to turn your either backyard or front yard into a dog park and people pay you through the app and schedule an appointment time to bring their dog to run around in your yard. Like, think about what I just said. You're at work, you got a gate, and you literally set it up to where four people paid $10 to show up during their lunch break with their pets to let their dog run around, and then they, you have rules. So like they have to pick up their dog poop, and there's like bags and shit. They're Airbnb being their yard for dog, as a dog park. And, and to those of you who live in the country, you think that's ridiculous, right? Right up until you live in a major metropolitan and you live in an condo or an apartment community. And you go, oh yeah, I guess that's a problem I don't face out in the country. But she said right here in Georgia, they're doing this. People are doing this and they're doing it as two reasons and it's brilliant. People are doing this to make extra money, but it's also the reason people will pay 10 bucks to do this. It allows them a social experience to meet other dog owners or maybe uh, allow them an experience to get away from other dog owners, depending on which way. Have you ever heard of shit like this? And it's, it's genius. It's genius. They do this with all of it. They're doing this with, yeah, Rihanna says there's tons of them. And we're in a, we're in a country city, like a country little town. And they're still doing it. My whole point is the American consumer, the borrower, if you will, has gotten a lot smarter. There is an actual, I'm telling you right now, there is legitimate concern at the Federal Reserve and at, within these banking institutions that they've lost control of the system itself because they're trying to crater your money and you're not letting them. You will, even if they're cratering it, you're like, that's fine. I'll find new ways to accommodate my lifestyle. Nobody wants to give back what they've earned. God bless you. God bless your resilience. I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. I don't know how this is going to play out.
I genuinely don't. What do you do when an entire culture during COVID was shut down but still wanted to make money and they accidentally created a highly innovative and durable citizen? Like, even if you're honest with yourself, like if you're on the left or the right, and this is going to be the most bipartisan thing I'm going to tell you. Let's say you're on the left and you were told for four years that Donald Trump was the devil. Now it's been seven years. Seven years of Donald Trump being the devil. And he became the president. And every day for four years, you're like, I'm going to survive this devil. And you come out the other side and you're like, I overcame that scary thing. And then Joe Biden came along and he fucked everything up after you voted for him. And now you're like, I'm going to overcome him as well. That's it. Let's say if you're a liberal, that's what you think. But if you're a conservative, the same thing. You survived Obama. You got a taste of what it's like to have uh, someone actually represent you with Donald Trump. And now you're back to Biden, which is basically Obama 2.0. And you're not scared. Why would you be scared? This is what I'm trying to get to. They've created an extremely strong left and right paradigm in this country. Are we divided? Yes. Is everybody mentally gaining strength because they feel that they're in a constant battle for their country? As horrible as it is, it's true. Nobody wants to do what happened in 09 and 2010. Nobody wants to give back their houses. Nobody wants to give back their cars. Nobody wants to go back to the bottom and start all fucking over. And if you say, and if you're honest with yourself, the country has become extremely resilient the country is becoming, not only is it becoming resilient, it's slowly, over time, going to become impervious to fake news. There is something happening in this country that no one is talking about because it's not really sexy to discuss nonpartisan issues. But the truth is, it's happening. Even your shit-lib neighbor is finding a way to continue to own his house and his car and it's probably being innovative. And whether you guys agree on politics is irrelevant. Nobody wants to let the government bankrupt them again. This is not what they banked on. In order to bring in the Great Reset, they needed you to collapse. You're fucking up their plans. You, the American consumer, you, the American business owner, the more you dig your heels in, and say, I own this, this is my little piece of the American dream, I'm not giving it back to anybody, the more you dig in, the more you fuck up their plans entirely. And the thing is, is their plans do have an expiration date because the people who are headlining them are a bunch of geriatric, evil, old motherfuckers. And they're dying. I told you in 2021, you just had to outlive these cunts. I meant it. They're trying to figure out how to shake you out of your position. Because remember, the people who are doing the evil and they're trying to bankrupt you to justify the new world order and a great reset are old as fuck. And they don't understand something, which is that you have slowly but surely been figuring out how to survive all environments. This is why they're confused. You won't die. You won't let your business go. You won't shut the doors. You won't give the car back. They are looking and they're going, we're supposed to be at a certain level right now of the great, great reset 
where the American consumer is begging us for a solution to what ails them and they're not getting it. They're not getting it. They keep pushing like hell and you just keep outworking them and you're working smarter. That's the other part. These are people who are very traditional. They work nine to five and they consider working hard and being smart like, oh, I woke up, I got to work at 8 a.m. and I left at 8 p.m. Ha, 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 12 hours at the one job. And they're being outflanked by people who are like, I've got a full-time gig that lets me work from home. I don't have to clock eight hours. I just have to get my work done. So I finish eight hours of work in four hours. Then I got a second gig that I go to. I do that for three and a half hours. It's almost full-time work. And then I've got one more gig I wrap my day up on on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then, oh, all P.S., by the way, in between all of this shit, I'm fucking renting out my front yard so dogs can run around. And then on the weekends, I don't really go anywhere. So I rent my car out and I make 600 a weekend. And occasionally when I go stay at my friend's house, cause I've got a great house and a great condo in a unique location, I'll rent my, my house out, you know, for three days a month. And, uh, and I'll pull down 400 a night for that to pay the rent and the mortgage. They're getting worked. They're getting worked by people who are creative. They're getting worked by creative Americans and it's not partisan. It's not all conservatives doing this, liberals too. If we're honest with ourselves, we talk to a lot of these liberals. Liberals aren't what they used to be. I think you gotta let go of that as a conservative. You can't bank on liberals being lazy. You can bank on some of them being welfare queens, fine. Welfare queens on either side of the aisle are always gonna exist. But your average liberal who's a professional is a grinder just like you are and when you're a grinder and you're stubborn fuck ideology everything is about will and the collective american will is telling them fuck your recession fuck your economic crash and fuck your great reset even if they don't they don't even understand that that's like like the left i don't even think understands that they're handlers desperately need the great reset to continue to exist the 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 great reset uh that they have bet on would be like you pushing all of your chips onto red and saying okay by the year 2030 red is going to be we are going to win or we're going to lose everything they thought they'd break you the last 12 to 18 months and it didn't happen and now even worse for at least 80 to 100 million of you, there is this giant light at the end of the tunnel known as Donald J. Trump. And now you're looking and you're going, I can outlast these bitches for another 18 to 20 months. 20 more months, I can do that. Your average American's like, I can hold on. Even if I don't like Trump socially, I like what he does to the country economically. I can hold on for him. And what's happening to these evil fuckers? Every week, one of these bitches ends up in the hospital. Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein. Dude, George Soros is 94 years old. I don't care how fucking evil you are. I don't care how much money you got, motherfucker. Time comes for everyone, always. You're not a vampire, bitch. And you're not gonna tell me the guy has some uh, fucking special formula to keep him alive forever because that face is 94 as fuck.
Klaus Schwab, multiple heart attacks last year. You guys know that, right? Klaus Schwab, multiple fucking heart attacks. Multiple. Vladimir Putin shaking and shit. Fucking wiggly hand. The Reaper's coming for all these assholes. Shaky fucking hand. Joe Biden falling down steps weekly. Nancy Pelosi fucking looking absolutely ragged. These CEOs, a lot of these evil cunts. You just had to outlast them. It's the game. The game right now is attrition. And they're going to saber rattle and scare and threaten. Oh, why do you think that they're moving to such extremes to try and destroy the American dream? And it's not going to work. They're jumping the shark entirely. They used to have to do everything incrementally, right? Incrementally, three, four percent, five percent raise. All right. You don't blame me. Watch. So for years, if you wanted to fuck with people that were smart investors, the way you do it is you'd slowly move the capital gains tax up, right? You'd go, mm, it's 20, we're gonna move it to 23. And all of the entrepreneurs and investors in America and all of people like you and me would fucking be pissed. Oh, three more percent, fuck you. Three percent, are you out of your mind? So where are we at today? Joe Biden and these old evil cunts so desperate to bring about a collapse Biden is trying to get them to double the capital gain tax, gains tax from 20 to 40%. 40 fucking percent capital gains tax? Fuck you, Joe Biden. Let me explain how this one's gonna work, you old evil cocksucker. If in fact you have any way of actually executing this plan and you actually pull this off from 20 to 40% on capital gains, all I'm going to do is hold everything I own in value until Donald Trump gets back into office and fucking immediately, immediately executive orders all this shit gone. You think you're the only one who plays this game, Joe? You're going to fuck around and teach Americans on accident the benefits of never selling. Uh-oh, Joe. There's an even worse prospect, y'all. Oh my God, what if they accidentally teach all of you to stop flipping houses? Whoopsie. Whoopsie, and you just, as a product of Joe Biden's insane suggestion, you stumble upon the beautiful, beautiful conce concept of building a balance sheet on accident. What, Dilly? What are you, ta what are you talking about? Dilly, what do you mean? Oh, man. Oh. Oh my God, what if you start researching the benefits of never selling your real estate? What if you start researching the benefits of never actually paying off your entire mortgage? What if you start do, looking at the benefits of building something in this country that only a select few understand? Something known as a balance sheet. Dilly, what do you mean? I thought the American dream was to pay off every debt and live with no debt and no beholden to no one. Maybe. We play the cards we're dealt, but what if it, you did something else on accident? What if you figured out, because Joe Biden forced you to, what if you figured out how to get wealthy, generational wealth? What if every member of your family who flipped houses the last 50 years never sold? What if you, your entire life, never sold a single house? You kept every one and you rented them out and you refurbished them and you refinanced them. What if, 
What if you had a balance sheet with $6 million worth of real estate with a cash flow annually of 300K? What if you had all of those tax deductions? What if Joe Biden and the fucking Democrats and the deep state rhinos collectively have put you into such a position that you f it's forcing you to learn to do business the way that Donald Trump does business? Oh my God. Oh my God. What would happen if you owned seven homes right now and you didn't, you couldn't even keep a job anymore because you were managing your seven assets all the time. They're creating a monster in this country and they don't even realize it. When we talk about Gen Z, your average Gen Zer already has $50,000 put away for retirement. Your average Gen Zer is allocating 20% of their income right now for fucking retirement? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do we do? What do we do when the consumer is smarter than we are? What if our plan never works anymore? What if they figured out how to leverage credit cards in debt? What if they figured out that debt isn't scary, that debt is something you can leverage in the having and managing debt along with cash flow is how you become bona fide in the eye of banks what if the Amer what if your average american figured out all these secrets that millionaires and billionaires have known for a century uh-oh they got a problem if you win at life and you succeed they fail their entire business model is predicated on your suffering and if you won't suffer and you won't fall into the traps that they had created for fucking decades, the game is over. What if you are all diamond hands holding sons of bitches? They're in a panic over this exact thing. They're in a panic that you and your children are getting more street savvy with your money and with your time. This is a very, very big deal. It's a very big deal. This is what happens when you keep downward pressure on a society for too long. We are not India. We're not, we're not a fucking country in Africa. We sure as fuck aren't China. This is the United States of America. If you put downward pressure on we the people collectively for too long, you will just turn us all into diamonds. And that's what's happening. We're figuring it out collectively. They're figuring out Oh my God, they know how to feed themselves. They know how to clothe themselves. They know how to stay uh, with a shelter over their heads with or without us. This is what they fear. They fear you downloading podcasts like this one. They fear you going on to the next one talking economics. They fear you sharing ideas with one another for innovative ways to make your life better and more efficient. The more self-reliant you are, and more importantly, the more you're leaning on fellow members of your own community, the less you need them. They're obsolete. The government is fucking obsolete right now. And the only thing keeping that whole system propped up is the age of the United States of America. But even that, it's starting to go away. It's very interesting. Joe, by the way, I think he recognizes there is a reckoning coming for him. He seems to know. And I think, it, don't hold me that number, but it's well over nine. 
on for anybody who had tough time with their business during the pandemic. So they could pay employees, they could do the... But guess what? You may remember, I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no, all, 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 all kidding aside. I'm sorry, what was that? I was running for office at the time, and you all may remember that I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. That's right. Thank you, Mags. That's right. Joe Biden letting the cat out of the bag. He, he said the quiet part out loud. The past president. He, uh, the past president. Uh, maybe the future president. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Bless me, father. Bless me, father. I don't know. Maybe. They fucking know. They know. He knows. He knows. The Trump train is getting bigger and longer and heavier and faster. And they all know it. They all fucking know it, man. They can feel it. They're like, shit. Why won't they just die? Sorry, pal. Joe Biden just put out a $6.8 trillion budget proposal for 2024. This is completely unserious and would take our already dying economy and kill it beyond any repair. Oopsie. Biden's federal budget estimate includes the following 10-year economic assumptions. Not a single recession year with an average GDP growth of 2.1%, inflation 2.3%, 10-year treasury yield 3.4%, and unemployment at 4%. Pure fantasy. Realistic assumptions produce exploding deficits. Whoops. Let's go inside those budget numbers right now. In D.C. where this is DOA when it gets to the Republican Congress. That's right. That's what the Republicans are saying. Good morning, Steve Ainsley and Brian. President Biden wants to raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans. Recall in his first year in office, Ronald Reagan slashed the tax rate on the wealthiest Americans from 70 to just about 30 percent. Now, President Biden rolling out his new budget, not here at the White House, but up in the swing state of Pennsylvania. In fact, going to Philadelphia for the third time since September. Back then, he was flanked by U.S. Marines. No sign of those Marines this time. The Wall Street Journal says Biden's budget will grow the federal debt by 17 trillion dollars. It's about a 50% increase, guys. Let's see what's in it. It increases taxes on those making more than 400 grand from 3.8% to 5%. It raises defense spending to $886 billion, a big number for sure. But experts say not when you factor in it's a, only a 3% increase from last year, so inflation would wipe that out. And many think more is needed to keep up with China and restock depleted weapon stockpiles and modernize the nuclear triad. The U.S. defense budget is now also at a historical low when it comes to a percent percentage of GDP, not much higher than what we're asking NATO nations to do. Now, $6 billion more in, to support Ukraine and Europe, $26 billion to strengthen the border, $3 billion to help poor countries deal with global warming, and funding for 100,000 police officers across the nation. Yesterday, Biden said it was MAGA Republicans that wanted to defund the police. Here's our colleague Peter Ducey with Biden after his speech. Does this have any chance of passing? Yeah, I think a lot of it does. I think if the contrast occurs, I think you'll see a lot of it work back. 
The budget wants to add 2,400 EPA employees, 87,000 IRS agents, and only 350 border agents. So I want to flip those IRS and border number agent numbers around. Keep in mind, the average federal worker makes about twice as much as the average American worker. And there's that 25% minimum tax on the wealthiest 0.01% of Americans. Here's House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The problem is he's spending more. It's not a revenue problem. It's a spending. And what does this budget do? Raise more taxes, spends more money, creates probably the biggest government we've ever seen in the history of the United States. The national debt has roughly doubled over the past decade, and with interest rates rising, the interest payment on that more than $31 trillion in debt is expected to be larger than the defense budget in the coming years. Let that sink in, guys. Okay, so uh, what happens next? This 182-page uh, budget proposal goes up to Kevin McCarthy on Capitol Hill, and then do they start negotiating, or what? There's going to be some negotiating, but the Republicans have already said it's dead on arrival. Of course, we need our colleague Chad Pergram to really get in the details of what's next. But the Republicans say this is a non-starter. And one thing we've heard from Senator Joe Manchin is uh, this is, we're not doing budgets like we used to. It's uh, not, just not going to be reconciled uh, in time. It's going to be pushed way out in the future, guys. Yeah, it's already late. Uh, and now yeah. it's up to see what the Senate's probably not going to do anything. They'll say this is my budget, perhaps. And then the House will, uh, I guess it's their serve. Uh, thanks, right. Lucas. Thank yeah. you, sir. Let me tell you what Kevin McCarthy's going to do. It's going to arrive on Kevin McCarthy's desk. He's going to go, oh, okay. And he's going to look at it, and he's going to flip to that last page with the total, and he's going to go, okay. And then he's going to wipe his shitty asshole with it, with a nice streak of poo, and he's going to set it back in that uh, fucking bin and say, okay, send this back to the uh, president so he can take a look. It's gonna, it'll just be a streak of shit right down that first page. Like Kevin McCarthy has uh, made some marks in this. He's, he's uh, done some fucking redlining through this. And it's just going to be a streak of poo right across the front page. And they're going to go, oh, yeah, what you Why would you wipe the off of my, that's my budget proposal, you asshole. That's all it's going to be. It's just going to be a big wipe my fucking ass with this, send it back, and then we'll all laugh about it. Like, we'll all laugh. The government's always funny. They go, we're going to shut down, and we're like, okay. Like, well, I don't understand. What's the threat? They're like, we're going to fucking shut down. You, you're, we're going to do this and insert empty government threat. If you don't give us this money, you're not going to be able to insert shitty service that I already fucking hate. If you don't do this, what we won't do, we will not do insert other thing that they're doing terribly already. Shut down. I don't give a fuck. Shut down all of it. Shut it all. I don't care. Go, go ahead. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. I'm not scared. Let's just do it. Fuck them. Fuck them. As long as my local government is operating, my local utilities are operating, eat shit. I'll take my chances. Go for it. Fuck you. The rest of America's feeling the same way. Like, okay, oh, ooh, boogity boogity. You're, let me guess, you're trying to negotiate with me, the American, by threatening to make yourself unemployed? Okay, fuck, great. I've been trying to figure out how to do this for decades. You're gonna voluntarily do it? So I can figure out? Yeah, somebody says military doesn't get paid. And, okay, sorry. I guess we'll have to defend our own country for a little while. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm telling you right now. Okay, fine. Great. 
Military is going to have to go get a different job then. Okay, fine. I'm telling you. I, I don't, I'm like, okay, go ahead. Don't threaten me with a good time, Joe Biden. And without any further ado, Randy's booty. Let's get the My wife is so excited. I told her she could go get her nails done. So I got to tell you guys something exciting that happened while we were sitting here on the show. Okay. Dead, dead ass fucking true story. I'm sitting here and I'm ranting about economic information, right? I'm ranting about this. So I got to give you guys a couple of stories. So first I'm at my friend's wonderful, wonderful um, business this morning. He owns a uh, mechanic shop, uh, Pro Imports out in Gainesville, Georgia. So I'm talking to Rich and uh, he's telling me they are busier than shit. He's like, dude, I am slammed. He cannot, he's like, I, it's, it's, we're just trying to keep up. Fantastic problem to have, right? While I was on this show with you and literally during the uh, MAGA Commerce jingle, while it was playing, my other friend who is here in town and owns a restaurant and you guys went there, you guys met Big Red, you went to his uh, Big Red's Biscuits. He was texting me. Uh, he's texting me right now. Hang on. He's asking me about golf. So the, he, I'm, I don't think he's listening to the show right now because he's at work. So he's probably, he's, uh, he's working his ass off right now. But here's what he says to me, guys. He said, I said, how are you doing? Because he texted me in the middle of the show. He says, amazing. It's like someone flipped a switch at the restaurant, been crazy busy. The last few weeks, he says, uh, he says they're up 35%. 35%. This was the same exact feedback that I was getting from Rich about the mechanics business. I'm telling you, it's a resilient American entrepreneur right now. We're kicking their fucking ass, people. They're, this is where I'm trying to, I've been trying to educate you, the Dilly Show audience, because... They're fucking up your currency, what you trade uh, economics in, right? They are not fucking up your economy. This is like, and the reason the Republicans can't separate the two for you is because one, honestly, most Republican representatives don't fucking know the difference. And two, I think some of them probably don't understand the solution. They're fucking up their bullshit paper money. The economy is still booming. Go to a mall this weekend, I dare you. Go to one of your more popular shopping districts. Or as a matter of fact, I dare you to try and get a fucking table at the top five nicer restaurants in your area tonight. Good luck. Good luck. Hey, enjoy it. Good luck trying to get in. Good luck. Go, go ahead and try, try to get into those restaurants tonight. Fuck these people. Fuck these people. That's what I have to say. To quote Alex Jones, fuck these people. All right. So the other day, I may have put out a request to the meme team. And one man rose to the equa uh, equation. <laughs> he, rose to the, he rose to the challenge. And he made a meme for you. And you guys are going to love it because this is coming to you. It's hella funny. This is to, uh, coming to you from Not A Bot. Enjoy. 
That's right, Mitch. The ice cream cones are for your friend. Scooby Boo Boo. Scooby Doo, yeah. <laughs> cream cone for Quato. Wasn't that sweet? I know. I thought that was that was nice of him. Well done. That was really sweet, dude. That was a... <laughs> he gave the lump an ice cream, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I needed that in my life. Oh, my God. Oh, little Mitch. Mitch hanging out with Fetterman and that thing on his fucking neck. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful hangout. Oh, my God. All right. Oof, get serious. Here we go. The U.S. economy, we're, we're doing so well, no matter what they fucking tell you. Fuck these people. We're doing so well that the mayor of New York City is trying to uh, offer tuition, room, and border? That's right. He wants to send migrants to state college for free. Dude, doesn't New York ever get tired of having uh, politicians that hate their guts if they are uh, actual born legal Americans? Is it, are, are New Yorkers this retarded now? I gotta ask, man, it's so, it's so weird. Remember back in the day, if you lived somewhere other than New York City and some fucking guy came to your job and he was from New York, everybody knew, hey man, don't fuck with the New Yorker, those people are half cocked, right? Remember that? Am I the only one who remembers when New Yorkers would leave New York and then the rest of the country would essentially like cross the street to not deal with them because they were scary? Remember that? When New York was like known as Badassville? Dude, these are the biggest fucking pussies on planet Earth now. Everybody living in New York, in New York City, is walking around with a gaping asshole right now from illegal immigrants and their, gov their, their essentially their government plowing them dry. It's the weirdest shit ever. A lot of people went from, oh my God, don't fuck with him. He's a New Yorker. He'll get, he'll, he'll swing on you to being like, oh, you're a New Yorker, huh? What do you identify as, pussy? Oh, you, oh, you're a New Yorker. Oh, you're big. You're scary, aren't you? You're a big scary guy. Well, guess what? I'm an illegal immigrant. Now bend over. And they're like, okay. Jesus, dude. Used to be such a tough fucking place. Used to have pride. New Yorkers like, I'm a fucking New Yorker, man. What? Now it's like, shut up, pussy. Shut up. Give me 50% of your money. You're used to the government taking your shit. Give me 50% of your money and bend over. Also, I'm staying the night at your house tonight. Fuck you. They used to be just so swagged up, and now they're just, it's, it's a fucking shell of its former self. Now it's cute. It's like, oh, are you tough? Oh, I bet you are. What are you going to do? Go shoot one of your neighbors? Huh? Maybe rob somebody on the subway? Sho Maybe you could shove another Asian person onto the subway, tough guy. It used to be a place that literally was a breeding ground of hard-as-nails Americans. <laughs> now? <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. Absolutely sad. Sad. Now you got New Yorkers trying to cover up that fucking sweet-ass accent when they go to other places. Like, oh, no, no, I'm from uh, Jersey. Because they're still like, Jersey, they're still like, we're kind of tough. Like, they dump bodies out here. 
Like, nah, I don't know. I'm not from. I'm not from New York, bro. I'm like from like a different part. I'm like I'm outside of that part because everybody laughs at you. Oh, you're from New York, are you, tough guy? Oh, uh, I'm from upstate. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not near. I'm not near all the liberals, bro. I'm from like the rural part. That, yeah, yeah. It sucks, dude. That's embarrassing. You know what the best comparison is? For all my sports people out there, it's kind of like when you graduated from University of Miami anytime between 1987 and 2007, right? Like if you graduated from University of Miami between those 20 years, you were like motherfucking the U, bitch. Remember that? Yeah, the U. Where are you from? The U. Where'd you graduate? The U. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Now all these fucking old heads that graduated University of Miami, where it was like fucking Title Town USA down there. Now your fucking sports program sucks absolute dick and you're embarrassed. You don't want to show up on the sidelines to talk to them. You can't get good coaches to stay there because your fucking school sucks so bad. It's like that. You're just like, fuck. We're the pussies now. You know what I mean? New York turned itself into San Francisco. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Okay, San Francisco East. Oh, you're tough. Okay, boogity boogity. Super scary. Yeah, that's tough. All right, so this should shock you. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I do got to tell you. The House voted 419 to 0 on a bill that requires the Director of National Intelligence to declassify all information on the origins of COVID. Can I ask a, a question? Because I know I got researchers on here. When was the last time that we had a 419 to zero vote? To, has anybody done the, re, the, the research on this? When was the last time that every single member of the House of Representatives voted a certain way? Oh, by the way, Joe Biden has already said he'll veto this. Imagine vetoing a bill. Imagine vetoing a bill that was voted on 419 to zero. And Joe already said he'll veto it because he's owned by China. 1975, are you fucking shitting me? Is that true? What was it? Can you look it up for me? Come on. Come on, chat. Let's do a little work together right now. Who the fuck? 1975 was the last time? 16 didn't vote. Who cares? I don't care about them. They don't matter. The bottom line is you got no nays, okay? So that's what I don't give a shit about. Oh, Sherry's joking. Thanks, Sherry. That was super helpful to the show, how you just did that. That was, was super, super helpful. Thank you, Sherry. Never mind. No, it's cool. Thank you for making me do fake news because I trusted you because you've been here a long time. I'll make sure I never do that again. Thank you. Yep. Everybody disregard everything that Sherry says because she's a liar. So just don't listen to her. She's never going to give us good, real, true information. So who can anybody tell me, have we ever had... We got another, I, see, I, I'm not going to repeat it now until somebody can corroborate this fucking, do we have anybody? Hogman says, how is that not veto proof? I think it depends on how the Senate votes, yes? We got a 419 to nothing vote. Huh? 419 to nothing. And Joe's going to fucking veto it? Really? Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the fucking president of the United States and just telling literally the Congress like, no. Congress is like, but we all agreed on something finally. And he's like, no, but this will never happen again. There's 419 of us and no one said no. And he's like, no, 
Yeah, so the veto can be overridden by a two-thirds uh, vote in both Senate and the House. Yeah, I knew that, but I don't know if that's going to happen in the Senate. Soul Meme says even the 9-11 uh, vote was 413 to 1. Are you shitting me? The origins of COVID beat the, the fucking use of military vote after 9-11? Are you shitting me? The fucking use of military vote wasn't even as strong as the COVID origin vote? We've never had a unanimous vote. That's what MAGA Devil Dog is telling me. Jesus Christ. And the Senate's going to be like, nah, nah. Dude. Wow. That one vote was Ron Paul, wasn't it? That, shout out to Ron Paul for being the one vote that said we should not go into Iraq. <laughs> God, I love Dr. Ron. You knew it was Dr. Ron Paul. When you got 413 fucking sleaze bags voting one way, and Dr. Paul's like, nay. They're like, really? He's like, nay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. Well, there you go. Fucking there you go. You got a historic vote that's probably going to get knocked down in the Senate. And then Joe already has said, I'm not giving you the origins. There's too many of them that go to jail. If you find out the origins of COVID, almost all of them are going to go to jail. Amazing. We got another strong one from 2014, which was the, uh, let's see, it was HR 4810, known as the Veterans Access to Care Act. That one was 420 to 5. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not one penny more in taxes was 98 to 1. That's pretty good, too. It ain't good as good as this, though. All right. So Donald Trump gaining momentum. Momentum. Tons of it. He's unstoppable, and everybody knows it. And they've tried everything. They tried COVID. They tried impeachment, one and two. They tried fake insurrection, they tried Russia bot. They, I mean, you, they tried all of it. They tried the whores. They went through all of it all the way down. And then they're like, let's try whores again. Trump likely to face criminal charges in New York in Stormy Daniels case. We are back. We have come full circle. They tried treason. They tried Russia. They tried fake election fraud they tried they tried fucking everything they tried covid pp tapes they've tried uh what else did they try they i mean just fake news scandal and they were like okay what else you got yeah like, i got whores again you want to try whores one more time they're like fuck it let's go with whores we're gonna try whores one more time everybody we're gonna hey let's try whores again it's not quite as good as the the vagina grabbing tape but let's try whores one more time Really? We're back to whores again. You couldn't stop him from becoming president with this whore. And now I'm supposed to believe that you're going to stop him from becoming president again with the same whore? Really? Did they actually run out of fake news? Why not go after his golf scores? Be like, oh, he fibbed on this one golf score. He, he took a three when it was actually a four. Like, you would have a better chance at indicting him on fraudulent fucking golf scorecards by accident than this whore again. By the way, the whore on the left is already paying him restitution of about a half a million dollars in legal fees. Like, legally. Like, she, that whore on the left 
is literally, literally grinding that wizard's sleeve on a pole in fucking Nebraska right now for about 37 bucks a night so that she can send 50, 15 to $20 to Donald Trump for that night. She's down to 300000 Wow, she's working hard the last four years. They're like, hey, this whore who we already got totally fucking screwed over, who's now going to be working till she's 65, sucking dick, she's going to be who stops Donald Trump? Really? That's what we got? I know, exactly. Someone said, where's Avenatti? I know, that's next, you guys. They're going to release Michael Avenatti, who's going to promise to stop President Trump with all of his might. This is what they do. Just an absolute fucking ridiculous situation. But here we are. This is what they do. All right, and uh, in response to that, President Trump says... Our country has become the investigation capital of the world. Actually, that's all we do. And it's only good for our many enemies, our enemies that are laughing at us all over the world. They could not be happier as they brilliantly plot our demise and destruction. We have to get back to making America great again. Thank you, President Trump. Nothing else needs to be said. You're absolutely right. They have made President Trump the single focus of their government because they're retarded. That's it. They're like, uh, this will be what stops him. It ain't going to stop him. Fuck you. You're not going to stop him. Why on earth, farmers love earth, would the wonderful people of the great state of Iowa vote for Ron DeSanctimonious when he voted and fought to kill ethanol and will definitely do so if given the chance? Voted four times as a disciple of Paul Ryan to decimate Social Security and Medicare and bring the minimum age on Social Security to at least 70 years old. He wanted higher. He will be on Iowa Friday to beg for mercy. I supported ethanol, fired NAFTA, and made USMCA and China trade deals. Uh-oh. If you're in Iowa and you've got some MAGA gear and signs, you might want to find out where Ron DeSanctimonious is going to be at. Because Ron DeSanctimonious is going to be in your town. Uh-oh. President Donnie J hitting him where it really hurts. Oof. That Social Security vote is going to absolutely bury him. But don't worry. You can hear the truth about Ron DeSanctimonious from more than President Trump. You can hear it from my friend, Roseanne Barr. Do you like Trump or DeSantis? I don't like DeSantis at all. I think he's a, a Trojan horse for globalism. Soros loves him. Well, no, it's true. And, like, they're trying to pass anti-free speech bills. Thank you, Roseanne. We love you, honey. That's right. Ron DeSanctimonious is a Soros shill. Meatball is fucked. You're fucked, Meatball. You were fucked just on the fact that you're a dork with no visionary ideas. You were fucked by hiring a bunch of run-down, drunken losers to be your astroturfing campaign on the internet. You were already fucked because you're disloyal and you basically spit in the eye of all your voters who just put you back into the governorship for four more years. All of that had you already fucked, and that was before we dug into your fucking voting history. 
He wanted to make, he voted four times to raise the age on Social Security. Ron DeSantis wants you to work until you die. There is no, in a Ron DeSantis government, you will never retire. Do you understand? Ron DeSantis wants to make sure that you never actually reach the, that incredible milestone known as retirement. He wants you to just work and fucking work and fucking work. Just, typical meatball. Typical fucking meatball. Now, now I got to play the meatball. I got a whole other meme I was going to save for Monday. But this motherfucker went and got himself in the headlines again. So now I got to fucking put him. I, we're playing the meatball meme. I didn't think I was going to play the meatball meme. I was going to save it for Monday. I had the whole thing planned out, me and California. And I said to him, I'll play it on Monday. And he said, great. And now I'm not playing on Monday. I'm going to have to play the fucking the newest, latest, greatest meatball meme right now. <laughs> Phantom, Sh Phantom Shadow says I'll be making fucking memes until I'm 80 now. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Dude, none of us get to take a day off with Ron DeSantis. We all work until we're 80. That's how it's going to be. He's not, he doesn't have the business acumen to restructure and change things for the better or make your life easier. So his solution is just work them until they die. Then we won't have to pay them retirement. That's his plan. That's why he voted to raise the age on Social Security four different times. You don't need to retire. Why would you need to retire? Working class American, you should have been a lawyer like me, Ron DeSanctimonious. Instead, what you'll do is you should work until you fucking die, until you can't uh, bring me my food anymore or uh, change my oil. You, you don't, no, yo, you, no, you can work until you're 70. Don't be lazy, right, Ron DeSanctimonious? Is that how it works? I think it is. I was going to save it until Monday, but now I can't. Now I got to play it now because it makes sense now. Good old fucking meatball pissing all the boomers off one more time. This is not a shot across the bow against people like me. This is a shot across the bow against everybody who watches and downloads this show. Make America great again. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part.
be a career that'd be fun to end. That's, that's why Mike can't stop making memes about it because once you've got one that you're like, yeah, let's swing on this motherfucker. And, and especially when they're, they're deserving of it. He's a bad politician. He's a shitty person. You should swing on him. He's a fucking scumbag. It makes it so easy. It makes it, it's not even work anymore. At that point, you're just like, I'm going to wreck you because you're, you're everything that's wrong with American fucking politics, pal. You're everything that's wrong with it. So now we're just going to swing on you, meatball. He's done. He, he's finished. President Trump's hitting him on policy. That's what made that such a genius dig. That is a policy thing. He swung on him on policy and voting record. Dude, he is toast. Meatball's in trouble. The other thing that they can't handle that we're doing, you guys, <laughs> we don't have a boss. Like, we don't have a boss. So I'm going to tell you guys, this is a little, this is a behind the scene, all right? I'm going to say one thing to you. I'm going to say one thing to you because I, I didn't know. It's story time. It's fucking story time. I got a story for you. So I go to CPAC and I'm excited. I'm super excited, right? Because I'm going for a specific reason. I have been communicating with some wonderful ladies from Team Trump who are down in Florida. And uh, we, you know, we've talked about different things and things that are important. We've talked about policy stuff. And they said, we'd really like to meet you. If you came, if you decide to come to CPAC, we'd really like to meet you. Please come by. We want to, we want to meet you. So, okay. So I say, fuck it. I guess I'm going to CPAC because you don't turn down an opportunity to meet with very, you know, uh, important people from Trump campaign. Okay. We, we love president Trump. Uh, we want to be a part of his campaign. We want to help in any way we can. So we go there and we meet these wonderful ladies and, uh, and I, I am pretty self deprecating in person. Actually. Um, I, I assume nobody knows what my show is which Mike is trying to help me break that habit because I talk to everybody from a perspective of like, oh, hi, I'm Brendan Dilly. I do this. I do kind of do this show and I start talking to them. They're like, yeah, I watch your show. Like I've watched your show for years. I'm like, oh, right. But I'm not, I don't have it in me to be like, hey, hey, right. Like I'm not that guy. So I introduce myself. I'm like, hey, Brendan, it's very nice to finally meet you. We get talking. I'm like, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, getting to, to, to talk with you. I know that I'm not like, you know, conventional, right? I said, I know that I'm not conventional. I know I'm pretty unorthodox and, and very aggressive on social media, but, and, uh, and she goes, oh, we know, we love it. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, really? And I was kind of like, like, I was kind of like, you do? Cause like, yeah, like for example, last night I called Joe Biden a cunt on social media, right? And I don't know how that plays in like professional places. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, hey, he's a cunt. Like, what do you want to say? But they're like, no, we appreciate it. We, we really like it. We love that. We love exactly how you are. We love it. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
She's like, no, you're, no, it's great. And uh, and then they, they said, uh, she goes, that's why we play it in the office. <laughs> she goes, I'm trying to play it more in the office. I'm trying to make everybody listen to your show during lunch, during the during the middle of the afternoon. And I was like this. <laughs> and my, look at Mike. Mike's looking at me like, he's looking at me like, well, yeah, duh. And I'm like, did she just fucking say that? I was like, did she? And she goes, no, no, no. She goes, I love it. She goes, you're hilarious. She goes, I'm trying to get the whole office to listen. So we play it in the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And at that moment, like everything I've ever said on this show that's inappropriate is like flashing through my my mind, you know what I'm saying? Like every joke, every inappropriate statement, all of everything I've ever said, I'm like, I'm like, how frequently are we talking? Cause I'm, I'm like thinking about the jokes I made the day before. And she's like, no, you're doing great. Here, I say that to you for one reason. We're the tip of the spear. Team Trump recognizes there is no muzzle for any of us. And they're like, go be Americans. We love you. Thank you for supporting the campaign. It's the coolest fucking thing. There was no attempt at reining in what I have to say. There was no attempt at shaping my messaging. You understand? Like there was no, well, we're trying to appear soft. None of that. None of that. It was just, we really appreciate your, your, non, your undying support of President Donald Trump. That was the attitude. It was just flat out graciousness. Just thank you. Thank you for being dedicated. And I'm like, we love doing this. She's like, you guys do great. I send her our memes all the time and she laughs. I send it to a lot of members of the team now and they're like, yeah, he's crazy, that's hilarious. I'm just like, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. And I, I wanted to share that with you guys because sometimes you wonder where we're at in this. Like, if you're wondering where we're at in the campaign, I guess I'm saying this to tell you, we, we are the campaign. We can do whatever we want. So, President Trump accurately highlighting Ron DeSantis' shitty voting record on Social Security, and we immediately make music videos making fun of Meatball. So we, we just set the pace. We're like, yep, we don't need to be told, because no one tells me that. All they do with me is they say, here's the new policy. Aren't you excited? Share this around. It's, everything I get is policy-related. Here's the newest policy. Isn't it cool? And I'm like, yeah, these actually these are really great fucking policies. I mean, talk about an easy sales pitch, right? Safer America, better border wall, all kinds of economic stuff that's really positive. So they are like, here's policy stuff. You get to be one of the people that distributes it and make sure America knows about it. And then they're like, everything else you do is like, you're up to you. And I'm like, great, because I had some things I wanted to say about some other shit. I just think it's the coolest thing. It's the healthiest, most, I think... It's just like, let Americans be Americans. Donald Trump focuses on his policies and then he lets us just go absolutely bludgeon his fucking opposition. And it's not difficult. Here's the thing. I got to tell you guys something else. If a good person ran against Donald Trump, the meme team would not do to them what we're doing to Meatball. I, I need you to actually understand that my internal constitution would not allow me, for example, if Ben Carson decided to run, my internal constitution would never attack Ben Carson. I would go after his policies, but we would never meme him in a way that would be ugly and mean. We're not those people. 
We would go after his policies and we would try to create a, we would try to create an, a counter argument against a good human being. Dr. Ron Paul would be another good example. I love Dr. Ron Paul. If for, you know, obviously he, he wouldn't run, he's so old, but, but if you had someone of that caliber, like a Ben Carson, all you do is you say, hey, you can't be president and here's why I don't think you can be president and you don't attack, we don't meme, we don't meme good people and make them look ridiculous like pieces of shit. But when you're an actual piece of shit, dude, are you kidding me? You're the funnest person to meme. Destroying Meatball the last two months, watching his fucking approval rating and his, his polling uh, cater by nine points is incredible. It's hilarious. Watching him crater by nine points is fucking funny. So that's what we do. So Nikki Haley, again, easy. You're not a good person. You're a sleaze. You're a fucking sleaze. Mike Pompeo and his disingenuous bullshit, that fucking warmongering twat, great. This is what we do. We do have, we have a conscience about what we do. We absolutely do. We have a conscience. Good human beings don't catch fucking, we don't, we don't uh, go after them at all. Like, nah, don't do that. That's a nice person. We don't want him to be president, but we're not going to do that. Soul memes, you just hit the nail on that. Soul memes says that Nikki Haley is too boring to meme. God, I know. You know, the only way you could meme her, because she's a philandering whore, you could probably make memes of like some dude having sex with a chick that doesn't make any noise. Like that feels like the only Nikki Haley meme to make is basically a dead fish. Just a just one of these. Remember that scene in uh, was it Forgetting Sarah Marshall? He's banging out that chick and she's like. Uh, 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 I'm done. That's Nikki Haley. That's the only meme you can, there's only one meme you can make with Nikki Haley. It's that one. It's the forgetting Sarah Marshall chick that's fucking, uh, uh, that's Nikki Haley. The word, you know what Nikki Haley is? <laughs> Yo, I'm about to jump the shark. You guys want me to jump the shark entirely right now? Given everything I just said, you want me to jump the shark entirely right now? I'm about to jump the fucking shark with a joke that even I know I should not say, but I can't help myself. You guys want to, you want a joke that Dilly should do from a fucking stage and not from the internet? You guys want one that I shouldn't say at all on, on the internet because it could go viral? Let me tell you, like, there's certain things you can figure out. My wife's going to fucking lose it. I already know. The 20s are going to cry laugh at what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> this is so bad. This is bad. Team Trump, please turn down the volume. No one should hear this inside of a professional office. Nobody inside of, I love you too much for you to hear this joke. All right, here you go. Fucking, this is the kind of, this is the kind of bitch Nikki Haley is, all right? I'm going to tell you, there's certain things you could tell about people, all right? And one of the things you could tell is uh, how they fuck. All right, so Nikki Haley, I can already know. She's fucking, uh, uh, yeah, I already know that, right? Nikki Haley is the kind of girl, you bend her over and she does that fucking thing, that, that fucking rounded back thing, you know, the rounded back move, and you keep pressing on her fucking mid back because you're like, you're doing it wrong. Like she doesn't know how, to, she's just, she's, this, Nikki Haley takes it like this rounded fucking back and you're like no bitch push your butt up you're doing it wrong like and you're just pressing on the mid back as hard as you can trying to get her to push that shit back 
And she's just like, she's just like this. <laughs> Nikki Haley takes it from the back like she's tying her shoes. <laughs> Nikki Haley takes that shit like she's doing that fucking scared, scared cat in yoga pose. She's got the, the scared cat in yoga pose like this. Like, bitch, this is not doggy style. What are you doing? <laughs> That's Nikki Haley. She fucking takes it from the back like she's tying her shoes. They, I already know. I that As soon as you see a female do that, everything you need to know about her personality, you know everything you got to know about it. She's trying to keep you from looking at her little brown eye. That's why she does that. She's like, I don't want it to go too deep, and I don't want you to look at my butt. That's how it that goes. I swear to God, she's just like, I can't. This isn't how you're supposed to do this. This doesn't feel good. This is the wrong. You're making this incorrect. <laughs> oh, 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 fish. I just got my. That'll be the last. I'm never going to get an email again now. We just got fucking excommunicado for the, uh, for the Nikki Haley fucking downward dog. Yeah, fucking. Eh. Like, Nikki, please, I can't blow your back out like this. I can't even, what is that? This is awful. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I told you. I knew that joke was to get me in trouble. I don't care. What are you going to do? My bad. Sorry, it's an entertainment show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just have to deal. I don't have to tell you guys. It's a fucking, we do comedy around here. Yeah, she's fucking, I'm like, are you tying your shoes naked? What are you doing? Why is your back like that? I wanted to grab your butt, but I can't. You're doing this weird thing that makes it really uncomfortable to have fun. This is, whoopsie. <laughs> the worst is everybody knows what I'm talking about. They're all like, fuck. Yeah, some of you are like self-identifying right now. Like, wait a minute, I do that because I'm uncomfortable with him being back there. Like, stop doing that. Fucking relax, bitch. Put your butt up in the air. You'll be fine. Face down, ass up. You're, it's gonna be better that way. You're, we're gonna, we're gonna be, we're gonna get along better. Okay? You just fucking relax. You just put your chest down on the bed. You're gonna be just fine. Okay? Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's the end of the Dilly Show. Thanks, everybody. It's been nice. They're gonna remove me from Spotify for that joke. I hope, you know, as long as they do, if they do remove me from anywhere for my jokes, I hope they give a, a, like, I want them to spell out what the joke was. You know what I mean? Like, I need, I need that email to come to me that says, oh, making fun of the way Nikki Haley takes it doggy style. Like, I need that. I just need that. I think I would be okay. I'm okay getting censored if you send me that. Like, if you send me reason for removal and it says uh, making fun of Nikki Haley taking it doggy style. I'm going to frame that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll print that off and I'll hang it in my office and I'll be like, you know the reason I'm not on iTunes, right? I'm like, why aren't you on iTunes? It's like the most popular podcasting format. And I'm going to say, because iTunes didn't like that I made fun of how Nikki Haley probably fucks doggy style. And so they, they took the show down. They, and then I printed out the explanation for the violation of the TOS. Like, I, I need them to get to that level of censorship where it's like, where you're not allowed to say, like they say, uh, you know, you can't threaten anybody. Uh, you can't uh, uh, threaten to dox someone, right? Personal information. You can't uh, post uh, revenge porn, right? And then, and I need that last, that last one, because I need them to keep adding to it. So I need that last one to be like, don't make fun of Nikki Haley, how she does it doggy style. Like that needs to be on the TOS. Like I want them to amend it. So it's like very specific. 
So then I'm like, oh, you guys, I did that one rule. Remember, like, you can't talk about COVID alternative medicines. You're like, oh, doom, doom, you know, 2020 election, can't say that on YouTube. I just want to get to the very bottom where it's like, don't, don't make fun of Nikki Haley and how she takes it doggy style. Like, that's... <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that's enough, you guys. That's disgusting. That's uh, disgusting, and I'm not going to do any more disgusting. Actually, I do have something serious to share with you. So, yesterday I talked about how Donald Trump is releasing a new book and it has private letters from Oprah and other celebrities, okay? I need you guys to know something. You can order this right now. You can pre-order it. So, I know all of you love President Trump and you, you want this book. It's about 100 bucks, so it's a very, it's a big book, Okay. But uh, I pre-ordered mine last night, and it looks like they're not going to start shipping until about the middle of April. But if you guys want to order this book and you want to be on that first initial print run, you can actually go pay for it and pre-order it right now. So I pre-ordered mine last night, and I was super excited because I was like, oh, this will be really cool. And it looks, it looks actually fa uh, like fabulous. I looked at the uh, – they got a picture of it and stuff. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks, but it's like a really thick. Uh, and then if you order this one, if you pre-order this one, they're giving you a discount on the other one that he had released. Uh, and I have that one here somewhere as well. But um, yeah, the last one was a pre-order too. And it's very cool. Like you guys, I, don't miss out on uh, President Trump and this book. I think you'll regret it, but it looks amazing. So yeah, check it out. I know. I thought that was pretty cool. I kind of want to stay with the pot. I don't know if I want to do it. Let me see what other news I got. Oh, I got to follow up on this one story I did yesterday. I got to follow up on this story because we're getting more details now, right? So we talked, <coughs> excuse me. God, got that. That joke is still stuck in my throat. I can't, I, I need to move on. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Tiger Woods, ex-girlfriend. By the way, Meme Team, can you cut that whole bit up so I can put it on social media? That, that last thing? I just really want, I want to be able to put it on, social media because there's a chance listen okay hold on let's pull the show over all right why would i want something like that floating out there right like why would i want that joke which is so disgusting floating out on social media one it's fucking funny okay <laughs> but two it, it, okay listen all right everybody close your eyes we do this on the daily show sometimes and for podcast listeners this will it, it'll be even easier okay so listen everybody i want you to imagine okay just trust me on this I, i'm gonna lay out something for you guys because there's there's a way the world is actually operating around you that you might not even be aware of, and you'll learn how much more fun this is. Okay, so listen to me. So why would I want to put out a, a clip of me making fun of the way Nikki Haley takes it doggy style, right? Okay. <clears throat> okay, so one, it's funny, because then more people will see it and they'll laugh, right? Okay, but that's not why I want that clip. And I do a lot of things for, for a very singular reason. One reason, right? It's not, it's not because 100,000 people are going to see it and laugh. It's not because 5,000 people will see it and laugh. It's because if we get it onto my Twitter feed and it gets out into the ether, there's this percentage chance that Nikki Haley will be laying in bed tonight or tomorrow and scrolling her Twitter feed, and people are gonna keep replying to her Twitter feed with this clip from this guy from The Dilly Show, and 
The first time she'll ignore it, and then the second time she'll click because she's gonna be like, what is this? Why do they keep putting this in my mentions? And the, the reason you need that is because if you imagine that joke being told while Nikki Haley lays in bed in her super conservative, lame fucking nighty, or even better, maybe she just got done doing the downward fucking cat fucking position with her husband or whoever, the joke, the funny is that there's a chance she might listen to it. And that, that is a devastating truth bomb, right? Because you can't, here's the thing, is when someone accuses you of not knowing how to take, take it doggy style, you can't correct the record. <laughs> That's, do you guys understand? Because you either have to let that exist out there and let people think that you don't know how to take it from behind, or... You have to look like a whore and correct the record. So you're screwed either way. Do you understand? Like either way, like plus I might fix her sex life on accident. You know what I mean? Like I might fix her whole shit. She might hear that, hit her in that special insecurity spot and her husband and her have had problems off and on. We're getting through it though. We love each other. Great. And all of a sudden she's going to put that ass up in the air and he's going to be like, what in the fuck are you doing? You never did this. Right? He's going to be like, wow, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? That th the thing you're doing right now, what is that? I didn't even know your back could do that. I thought your scoliosis wouldn't let you take it that way. <laughs> I'm just saying the reason you do that joke is because there's a chance the person you're making fun of fucking hears it, and that's the actual hilarity of the joke. It's not me making fun of her or you laughing. It's that she might somehow, through the fucking magic of the internet, hear the joke, and that's, that is the brilliance of doing like what I do. I try to plant I'm like Johnny Appleseed with like fixing people's lives even if they don't want it you know what I mean just like sprinkling that shit over here Nikki Haley's like fuck you I don't want anything to do with you I'm like yeah you don't know how to take a doggy style and I fucking walk away like the truth fairy I'm just like sprinkle sprinkle and I float off and that that shit grows in the back of her mind she's like I always wondered you know, like, I always wondered why he always wanted to fuck those big booty girls, and I didn't understand, and now I kind of get it. And then she's just like, dude, now, now her whole world changes, right? Now her whole world changes. All of a sudden, he's going deeper. She's happier. They're getting along better. Breakfast tastes better in the mornings. He's waking up before her, right? They're checking in with each other, sending text messages. I'm thinking about you. God, this morning was wild. What happened last night? What changed? Ah, this guy, this fucking life coach, fucking self-help prick from the internet was making fun of how he assumed I did doggy style, which was totally correct, and it really bothered me, and I watched a few videos, and I realized I was doing it wrong the last 30 fucking seven years, so I changed my position a little bit. Did you like it? Because I think I liked it too. <laughs> And I just saved your marriage. You're welcome, Nikki Haley. I should charge you for that fucking joke. You're welcome. I just fixed your whole shit. All of the therapy and all the fucking relationship counseling. And I, done, done. Fixed your shit. Goodbye, mistress. She's gone. No, not even necessary anymore. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Fixed your whole shit. That's fine. You can uh, make a donation to the MAGA helpers on my fucking behalf. That's what you can do. Not even going to charge you. I'm a good guy. You just send the money over to the MAGA helpers. And uh, that's how we're gonna do we're gonna take care of it, okay? Yeah, that's all we're gonna do. <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it. This is.
Guys, just people helping people. All right. <laughs> Following up on a story from yesterday, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend is alleging he... Dude, remember we were trying to figure out how Tiger got her out of the house yesterday? Remember? Yeah, we were trying to figure out how he got her out of the house. Well, we got a little more details. Dude, dude, this motherfucker, this is the OG move of getting rid of the crazy girlfriend. He told her she was going on vacation. Dude, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend is alleging he tricked her into thinking they were going on vacation so she'd leave the house. And then once she left with her bags packed, he locked the fucking door, changed the locks, and then got the rest of her shit out. <laughs> Dude, all right. Real talk, if, you, if you're one of these women who says, I'm not the crazy girlfriend, and, and God love you, because maybe you're not. Maybe you listen to the Dilly 300, you know, the Dilly show, you're Dilly 300, you're like, I'm not the crazy girlfriend that my husband and all these other dudes talk about, okay? Some of you will say this. You go, I'm not the crazy girl. That's some other bitch, not me. If you've ever had a man trick you into leaving the house so you'd think you were going on vacation so he could change the locks, you're the crazy girlfriend, okay? Because normal, mentally healthy girlfriends that you're breaking up with, you say, this isn't working out, and you say, okay, I understand, and that's the end of it. But if you had to be duped into leaving the house so he could change your fucking locks, you're the crazy girlfriend. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> I love this. I love that he's like, dude, I'm dating a squatter. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm dating a squatter. I got to get this guy. I got to get this bitch out of my house, bro. You know what I like about this too? Tiger didn't do this one on his own. This 100% reeks of agent. This feels like an agent. I wonder if they gave her a vacation or if they called and told her she won one. Like, hi, this publisher clearing house. She's like, really? Like, yeah, you ever been to Fiji? No. Okay, well, you just won two trips to Fiji. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell my boyfriend right now. Oh, my God. Tiger, guess what? We're going to Fiji. Oh, no shit. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. This guy called and gave me an award. He's, uh, yeah, it's going to go good. Yeah, you're going to get the fuck out of here. It's going to go awesome. Yeah, you're fine, honey. Wait, what am I checking the meme room for? What happened? What am I checking for? Somebody tag me. What am, what am I supposed to be looking for? Huh? Huh? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. You guys sent, you guys sent me an example? Y'all go to hell, dude. <laughs> no. Why? Who made this? this? Was this Machiavelli memes? This feels like something Mac would do. Wh who made this? Which one of you, you fucking made this? You guys are, what, who made this? This is, I'm not putting my name next to this unless you tell me. Who's the guilty party, huh? Who made this? I don't, I need to know. <laughs> I absolutely need to know who made this fucking meme. It was Machiavelli memes, wasn't it? Now, hold on. I got to make sure I'm grabbing the right thing. Is there, wait, there's a clip? I have a clip I need to play? Hold on. I might be, I might have grabbed the wrong thing because I'm dying at something else. But now I'm, oh, oh, okay, you got the clip for me posting. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Is this a meme? Did he make a meme? Hogman, what is this? Is this the, <laughs> is this what you guys wanted me to put on the screen? Is this what we're talking about right now? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
No! Oh, no! <laughs> Mac, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, God. Okay. Well, everybody, this has been extremely uh, educational. Thank you for coming to this TED Talk. Um, yeah. Well, there it is. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> we jumped the shark. Dude, I got to get out of here. Hold on. It's time for Q&A Friday. We're moving the fuck on. I'm going to get myself into trouble. No one's going to talk to me in social media now. Nope. Nope. We're done. We got to get, we got to, no. We, that is all sorts of bad. You guys are unprofessional as shit. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. No, we're moving on. Can't, I can't with this, the stories, the rest, everything else, nothing else. All right. There's one last thing. I guess this actually matters to somebody. Okay. It actually matters to me. All right. Cause I'm so lame. Uh, one last thing before we get do Q and a Friday, uh, Kenny Loggins is going on a 2023 farewell tour. And if you want to check out the highway to the danger zone, this is your last chance to do it. All right, if you, if you want to go highway to the danger zone, uh, Kenny Loggins is going to take you there one last time, and then he's done. So I saw this this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw this, and I was like, oh, my God, Kenny's going on tour? Yeah, I know. I got to check ticket prices. I, <laughs> I'm just telling you. There you go. Kenny Loggins. I know. I was like, dude, I want to go highway to the danger zone. <laughs> I love a good Kenny Loggins. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know. We got to find out. Good for you, man. Isn't that great? Hugman, you pessimistic dick. Just, what, what, it's not fucking Dwight Yoakam? Dwight Yoakam tour isn't coming around, Hog? That's the, Hogman's over here like, oh, he's no Dwight Yoakam. It's like, oh, okay. Well, fuck, excuse the shit out of the rest of us. Sorry. Fucking, my bad, bro. Okay. It's like, nah, I'm going to the, the Dwight Yoakam cover band fucking tour. Apologies, Hog. I know. Sorry. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam not touring this year. <laughs> uh, all right, Q&A Friday. My God, you guys ask a lot of questions. No, I'm just kidding. All right, we're going to get to like, I'm going to grab random questions from last week too. Here's an old one, all right? For example, Dilly, of all the rock music you listen to while working out, who are some of your favorite rock bands? Uh, dude, that's a loaded question. <sighs> okay, uh... I listen to like a lot of rock music um, and I like all of it. I, I really do. I like uh, ACDC and I, lo I love like a lot of the 70s rock, but I also love like Ozzy Osbourne and I still like Metallica's music, even though they're cunts. Um, that's a weird one. Love Audio Slave. I, I list all of it. I don't really have a favorite. Pro I get, well, if I'm going to pick one that I'm like, dude, they're the shit is uh, Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. I always love Led Zeppelin. Uh, big Led Zeppelin fan. Um, rock music. Let's see what else. Uh, <clears throat> who am I forgetting? I love Van Halen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Megadeth's okay. Not a big, not as big into Megadeth. Yeah, Kenny Loggins. 
No, I don't know, dude. I list all of it. So I just like, I'm, you know what? I am partial to Tom Petty. I fucking love, I love Tom Petty. I uh, really do. I think he's just a great musician. Yeah, great musician. And, uh, and I really liked his, the way he wrote. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like all of it, dude. The heavy stuff, the more mild stuff. Yeah, it was, it was a big, uh, Hog's a big Rush fan. Is he? I bet he is. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Uh, that's, dude, see, that's too obvious, Hog. That's not a funny joke. That's not funny. No, watch, dude, watch. Watch how much funnier this is. Leave the jokes to the pros, okay? You said I like Backstreet Boys. Ah, ha, 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 ha. That's not a rock band. You probably fucking, uh, on, on the other hand, you probably have a Wham poster in your fucking uh, man cave, don't you? You got a Wham poster, huh? Little wham, is that your shit? See, way funnier. Wham, you like you like some wham? Guaranteed. He's just like fuck. How do you know? <laughs> that is my rock band. There. We don't want to spend too much time on that question though. I love all of them though. Led Zeppelin. There. I'll give you an easy answer. That's my that's my number one. Uh, Dilly, since you were able to make Elon the world's richest man by one tweet. I would like to make a formal request for the winning lottery tickets to via yeah. You know what? That's a really good point. Uh, I did. I did. I got Elon Musk to become the richest man in the world by getting him to reply to me, and then a few hours later, he was the richest guy in the world. So, Brent, I've been following uh, President Trump's video platform announcements. The one of eliminating the cartel. Do you think by eliminating them, it will bring judges and Leos will do their jobs? Yes, I think it'll change everything. Um, yes, you're essentially taking and cutting the strings of the handlers so yes i do believe it would have a profound impact um do 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 that's no i'm not letting them know that you don't need to do that uh dilly i totally believe in red flag ron is a douche i just wonder is it possible that soros threatened him or his family no he's just a douche no there's no threats no ron DeSantis is a skull and crossbones member a part of that fucking douchebag lawyer fraternity is it Yale? He's part of the Yale thing, right? It's where they're all Dutch ruddering each other. He's part of the Bush fraternity. They're like jacking each other off, saying it's not gay because they're all going to take over the world. No, this isn't George Soros being like, Ron, meatball, you better run or I'm going to hurt you. It's literally Ron, since he was in college, jerking off the Bush family while they were jerking him off. And they're like, okay, it's your turn. You got to stop Trump. Yeah. That's how that works. Everybody knows that. Isn't that how that works? Isn't that the Yale thing? Isn't that the joke? The Yale thing is dudes jerking off other dudes to take over the world. He belongs to like one of the most, uh, what is it? The most dark fucking uh, fraternities. It's the, the fucking skull and crossbones fraternity. They're whacking each other off, agreeing to take over the world. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why. It's not because of anything other than he's a douchebag. Um, oh, on Wednesday's show, this is from last week, you did your Sebastian Gorka impression about 10 times. I was laughing hysterically as I was driving home from work. <laughs> can, can you please start my weekend off with Sebastian Gorka? <laughs> Dude, Gorka, <laughs> that's a, I'm Sebastian Gorka. Are you tired of, <laughs> I can keep going. I got to watch one of his ad spots. I, get, I need to watch one of his ad spots and then we'll, 
We'll do it. I, I can't remember what company he promotes. This is Sebastian Gorka for reverse mortgages. Are you running out of money? Are you living too long? <laughs> it kills me. I don't know. They all do those one commercials, though. You know, like you know who they're uh, they're marketing to. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, Brandon, I started singing the FBI is gay song randomly last week and realized you haven't dogged on them in a while. Are they not so gay lately? No, they totally are. They still are. No, no, no. Yeah, no, they're, they're super gay still, but you know, it, it all goes in waves, right? Like they do things, they come back. So yeah, we'll, we'll get back to making fun of the FBI and how gay they are soon. Just today, it doesn't matter. I reached out about six months back about taking a job that would allow me to work remote and get safe, get south. Still looking for the southern home, but now able to move with ease. Thank you for the advice. The job has been great. Oh, wonderful. Question. My husband is currently a licensed professional counselor. He's thinking of making a switch into more of the life coach style of work since he's sick of working with people that don't want to change and just want a soundboard. Do you have any advice for him in making the move to life coaching? Uh, um, I, I get asked this and I don't really know how to answer it. Here's what I, I, I didn't try to ever become a life coach. <laughs> just so we're clear. Um, I didn't, I literally wasn't like, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book and I'll be a life coach. As a matter of fact, um, initially I was telling everybody no for months, but I was so, so when I first wrote my book, I was so poor when the book came out because books don't pay you a lot of money and I'm self-published, right? And it was a bestseller, but even with a bestseller, you don't get a lot of money. Like books don't really have huge financial yields. And the only reason I became a life coach is, dude, I was super broke. And I had so many fucking people sliding in my DMs on Twitter asking me if they could hire me for advice. No, they didn't even call They called me. Some called me a life coach. Some were like, can I just hire you for some advice? And that's how I became a life coach. So... What I learned was if you already have a philosophy that's yours, that separates you from other people in the marketplace, it makes getting clients really easy. Because I didn't have to come out and try to convince people you should hire me. Like that's never been really a, a problem. It, it actually is the reverse. So like I read your book and I realized you know shit. Can I hire you? And I was like, sure. So that's what I did. So I don't really know what to tell other people. I hope that, I don't know if that helps at all, but that's what I did. Uh, the Trump beverage bottles on the shelf behind you. I think someone sent them to you. And I was curious about who made them. The bottling company. Curious if they're still available. Oh, these ones? These ones? Uh, shit, I don't know. It just says the name of the delivery company. I don't know. It doesn't say, like, who made them. I've never even, it never even occurred to me to, like, open these. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have to tell you. It doesn't say anything. Dilly, when the FBI came to your house, were you obligated to speak to them? No. Just asking for a citizen. No, I don't think so. I came out and met them on my front porch, though. So that way, because I didn't feel comfortable with them, like, coming anywhere near my house. I was like, fuck you. You stand outside, bitch. Brennan, I was listening to your Twitter spaces live the other night. It seems to have a lot of technical issues with drops on audio. Yeah, that's, that's actual Twitter. Um, was wondering if you would consider another platform. No. No, 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 
Now, the value of doing it on Twitter is that it has the ability to go further. I don't care about any of that shit. The things that you guys care about, I really don't fucking care about. I don't want to be an asshole, but I don't. Like, I know there's other platforms that are way, oh, wait, like, the value of doing Twitter spaces is that you have access to millions of people who could stumble across your Twitter space at any given moment, join the Twitter space, and ask questions. So, no, I have no interest in going on anything else, and I think Twitter spaces is going to continue to have some technical issues, and they'll eventually work them out, but no, I have no interest. Nope. It's okay. Like, sometimes... Like, I like things to not be perfect. I don't know if that makes sense. I think a lot of you really, really like, and it doesn't mean you're wrong, but some people really like that ultra, like, beyond polished feel of something. Audio's perfect. Video's perfect. Lighting is perfect. I'm just not that guy, dude. I don't like shit like that. It feels inauthentic. I don't like the feel. I like a little Wayne's World. And as Trevor just said... All of our episodes are on the podcast now anyway, and Trevor digitally remastered all of them. So he does all of them. He remasters all of them. So they're all going to sound perfect if you go to dillyshow.com and download them. So they all sound perfect. But the truth is, I just don't like that vibe. It's the same reason I, I never was really into it, like that model-esque look that's like completely like perfect without flaw doesn't do anything for that that idea is like yeah i'm good i don't want all of that oh you got your ears and this you got these modified and this modified i'm like i'm cool i'm cool i don't want that either i don't want all the fake shit like i, I don't now nah, i'm fine with fake titties that's fine but like i don't know i'm just not that guy i like things with character i like a little character i like a little seasoning i like to be like okay that's just my opinion there's beauty in, in, I think, in life, right? Like, there's beauty in, in, like, flaws are a sign often of life, and I think that's really cool. Uh, let's see. I was wondering if I could get your blessing on a new business idea. It's called the Dilly's Guide on How Not to Die in a Hang Gliding Accident to the Mildly to Mostly Retarded. We'll split the profits 50-50 straight down the middle, just like old Forrest and Bubba, buddy. So Trout wants to put together a guide on how not to get fucking banned from the show. Trout's been here a long, long time. Almost as long as Marissa. <laughs> oh, listen to me. It's simple, really. Don't tell me to move on on a subject. Don't mention douchebags that I've had to fucking nuke from my chat. And don't say anything uh, racist, anti-Semitic, or derogatory about Donald Trump or my wife. And you'll be okay. It's pretty simple, actually. It's not that complicated. There you go. Trout, I just may have undid your whole business idea. Sorry. Uh, you guys want to see me do something hella random and throw somebody on the spot? So listen, guys. I had this idea for one of my uh, viewers who's my friend. He's actually my friend. My friend wants to get out of his job. <coughs> Let's have a discussion. I got this friend. Some of you may know him. He likes to murder girl deers, okay? So I got this great friend. He likes to murder girl deers. He's like us. He is a fucking savant at murdering anything girl deer related, okay? 
So I'm trying to convince him because I think it's a great fucking idea. So I'm going to float it to you guys. So my boy Hogman, okay? My boy Hogman's like, dude, I don't know how much longer I can do this fucking uh, drag-ass job type of thing. It's killing my body, right? But Hog's probably, uh, you know, I don't, I'm guessing he's probably never been an entrepreneur or at least not like the, to the level we're going to make this motherfucker. So here's what I've been trying to convince Hog. I've been trying to convince this motherfucker to go into business with me, right? Because I think we need to make a really fun and over the top fucking hunting website. And I told him we should just sell nothing but Hogman guided fishing and hunting tours where he lives and all around the country. I think it'd be a great idea. I know all you guys know how, like, I know you guys all love this son of a bitch. And I'm like, dude, I think you could have a lot of success doing Hogman's hunting, right? And I thought it was a great fucking name, right? It's Hogman's hunting. And he's like, I don't know, you know, I kind of, and I'm like, dude, just jump in. Let's just get you 10 people to go fucking take into the wilderness and kill shit. It's simple, right? It's simple. It'll be great. We make a fucking website and I want all the fucking hee-haw sound effects and shooting sounds and fucking like you'll have Hogman's face like pop in on the website and he's like, he's like, I don't stink, right? And then it's like all this shit. Like, wouldn't you guys, you're the Dilly 300. Wouldn't you guys want to go hunting with Hog? Like if you had two days to just, he's going to take you out, help you kill stuff and dress stuff. He calls it dressing. It's weird. How come they call dressing a deer when you're cutting its insides out? Because that's the opposite of putting shit on. I don't understand hunting at all, by the way. You're, you're going to dress a deer by cutting its innards out? That makes no fucking sense. Wouldn't dressing a deer be like putting a jacket on it and stuff? Maybe like shoes? <laughs> Why do they call it dressing? It makes no sense. Anyway, I told Hogman it'd be a great idea. Him and Harley Chick could run a guided tour thing, and it's all hunting-based, and he could teach you how to live off the land, hunt, kill, dress, which... Don't worry, you're not going to have to put shoes on the deer because that's not what it means, okay? I'm telling you, he would kill it, though. I think he would absolutely kill it. And I was like, I told him, I said, oh, yeah, you're going to make a kill. Well, maybe. So I just need you guys to absolutely berate him until he goes into business. Because I was like, if you do this, I will go into business with you and we will promote this together and we will have our hunting business. Because then it gives me an excuse to do some shit, right? We go fishing and stuff. He could teach me how to do some shit. I know how to fish, but he could teach me how to, yeah, murder something like he does or whatever. Because he kills all kinds of shit all the time. He just walks his property and just shoots at stuff that moves. Do you guys know that? That's his thing. He's just like, oh, a bird, bang, and he just fucking shoots it. And then he just assumes it's in season. So I'm joking. But seriously, it's a great idea, and I hope he goes forward with it. And I need, I need Hogman's hunting excursions is what I called it. It was Hogman's hunting excursions. Because excursions sounds awesome. You're telling me you guys wouldn't want to get fucking stuck in the wilderness with Hogman for three days? Are you shitting me? That's just a blast. Yeah, it's a good time. Anyway. <laughs> We're still working out the, uh, yeah. Trout's getting jealous because I just shit on his. I didn't shit on your business, dude. I just gave it away in like five minutes. Yeah, I know. Trout's still bitter now. He's fucking angry at me because I just killed his business idea. Uh, long story short, last week I participated in a Twitter space, and now I've been asked to host a space. Great. I said yes, but Dilly, this is not my thing. I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. Not anymore, motherfucker. This is out of my comfort zone. Yeah, so? 
It's a great opportunity. Yeah, do, do your job. Do your fucking job. I had to tell everybody this. I do this to you guys all the time. Yeah, you guys, I tell you guys all the time. You don't get to decide if you're a leader. Someone else decides that. Once you're anointed, you do it. So that's a good question, and I know you're nervous, and it doesn't matter because you obviously showed up to a Twitter space and conducted yourself in a way that you made people feel comfortable and competent, and so just do it, man. Go crush it. Once you're anointed, here's what you do, all right? Let me tell you, because this happened to me. Because I'm modest still, and it's a little weird. It's a little weird when people are like, oh, you have the answers. I'm like, what? I'm a guy. They're like, no, 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 you're Brendan Dilly. And I'm like, dude, like Miguel Forrest, he's like, dude, you're Brendan fucking Dilly. I'm like, so? But I got to tell you, you don't get to pick when people decide that you are a leader. Once they, once they fucking put you up, they go, you're a leader now. Your only response is, thank you, I'm honored. And then you got to let it swirl and you go, okay, what, how do I be the best version of a leader that I think that they would want? And that's what you do. You just step up and you, you commit to being better than the version of you from yesterday. Every single day, you're like, okay, I'm going to be a little healthier today. I'm going to be a little smarter today, a little more knowledgeable today. And that's it. Some of the best leaders in this world are people that didn't want to lead. Just own it. Just step into it. Hey, just own it. And, and the thing is, is, and you got a, a really a tough situation because if you denounce it, you're telling them that they don't know how to pick a leader and now you're insulting them. The only correct answer is, thank you, I'm honored and I'll do my best to, to try and lead you. That's it. And have fun with it. Who gives a shit? So do, do, the, do the Twitter spaces, bro. And, and go crush it. Show these fuckers how to do it. And if you've been, you've, been, you've been listening to this show for years, handle these motherfuckers. Go spread the fucking word, dude. If you're being put in the lineup, he said he's being put in the lineup with uh, Scott Pressler and Laura Loomer and some other people. Great. Good. Go represent for the Dilly 300. Take everything I've ever said and everything you've ever gleaned from this show and use that shit and look like a fucking genius, please. We'll all be better for it. Oh my God, why you write me a 50 fucking page fucking email? Why you do this to me? It's tiny too. What? I can't answer this. I want to answer your question, but you write me a fucking novel. Not answering that. Sorry, skipping over your question. Since you're able to, no, uh, I already did that one. Uh, hold on. Let's see if I got some good. Oh, my first question in like two years. It's a question rather to the audience than the host. Well, really, we should get a bunch of fucked up answers then. Specifically to the Telegram chat room that's been my rock for the past 14 months. I got a new job since my woodworking business isn't going so well. The new job requires that I don't cuss on social media or in public. What? My question request is, can you please tell me to shut the fuck up every time I cuss in the chat? It will do a lot of good. That's from our boy Spaced Bojo. You can't cuss at your new job? Fuck, bro. That sounds gay as hell. Dilly, this is war. Please get the word out. Rhinos have taken over the Fayette County, Pennsylvania Republican Party. At last night's meeting, they kicked the hardest working woman, Melody Crash, off of the board. She worked endlessly to get the best truly patriotic, constitutional-loving people, including my niece, Charity, elected to the District 51. Great. So I got to... We're going to do this right now? Okay. 
What the hell? They have made it clear that Trump supporters are not welcome. They're literally Democrats in sheep's clothing. Yep. What do you want me to say? They also tried to have members of the audience removed by security last night. Okay, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to tell everybody? That it's people in... It's Pennsylvania. I mean, no disrespect, but we already knew your state is fucked. Hey, guys, just so you know, Southwest Pennsylvania's GOP is run by cunt rhinos. Does that help? Does that, are you, are, is this anything you didn't know? Just so we're clear, the Southwest GOP cunt rhinos lost to a retard in the Senate race. You, They lost to a retard. I already... I'm sorry, but I kind of treat Pennsylvania now like California. Like, you fuckers are done. You elected a fucking retard. You, I don't know what to tell you. Honey, I appreciate you're trying to work, and you guys are doing the right thing. You're, you're down there. You're making your voices heard. Keep fighting like hell. Unfortunately, what you want me to relay to the audience is already known. Southwest Pennsylvania GOP is run by cunt rhinos. Whoa, shocking. The same cunt rhinos that got an actual retard into the Senate for the Democrats. That's brutal. Keep me updated if you actually make some progress on these people. Okay, uh, Dirty Truth says, ladies, you've got to quit calling me wanting to have phone sex. I'm not trying to catch hearing aids. (laughs) Dirty joke with a dirty truth. We appreciate you, brother. I'm so glad to be hearing from Dirty Truth again. He's doing well. He's been working all these jobs. He's all busy and shit. He's working all the time. Quadriplegic. What are you guys doing? He can't use his arms or legs. He's got two jobs. How many jobs do you have with all your arms and legs? I'm just curious. I'm not trying to shame you, but arms, legs don't work. Two jobs. How many you got? Your arms and legs work, right? Dirty truth. I'll work at everybody, bro. That's the homie right there. Been down for the cause for a minute, dirty. Fuck. Been through some shit together. Huh? Been through some shit. Raised a bunch of money for him there for a while. Did a bunch of good things. Good things. Now he's got jobs. Now he's got his own money. He's out here out earning everybody. It's fucking great, dude. That's good stuff. He's behind the scenes changing the world. Good for you, Dirty Truth. Uh, Dilly, what books do you recommend for a library? My book, number one. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. Uh, The Trick to Money is Having Some, Stuart Wilde. Uh, The Complete Works of Florence Scovel Shin. Any of the Conversations with God books. Really like those ones a lot. Those were good. Uh, Start there. Yeah, that's enough. That's a good start. There you go. That's a good start. Start with those ones. Ooh, Dr. Ron Paul, Revolution, a Manifesto. Also, uh, President Trump's Art of the Deal. Don't forget the Art of the Deal. Very valuable. Maybe some Sun Tzu, too. Very valuable also. There's a few of them. There's some shit that's really out there. If you learn it, though, mentally, it's like it works. Man, you know what? I'll tell you guys a little something because some of you guys figure things out about me without me telling you and others don't. They never figure it out. And fucking punk-ass Trout figured it out yesterday on, on Twitter. He was like, he was trying to bake someone's noodle because he was talking about Nostradilly. And I was like, oh, you fucker. So Trout was like, uh, 
They're like, dude, how do you see this shit and how do you know before it happens? And then, and then Trout's like, dude, what if he's manifesting it? And I was like, shh, Trout, shh, shh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, shh, Trout. Because if there's a hidden hand on the, on the side of evil, there's a hidden hand on the side of humanity. And uh, let's just say that before you ever watched this show, before you ever watched my show, before you ever read my book, before you ever heard my voice, my content had already been in front of you before. And you didn't even know it. I am probably the single most ripped off creator in all of social media for over a decade because one of the values of keeping somebody from ever going mainstream is you can use them and steal their shit forever but going back even all the way back to fuck when I used to do interviews and shit back before maybe like 2012 2011 so much of my philosophical stuff in my my commentary used to get stolen. They used to rip entire posts from my, uh, going all the way back to my advice I used to give on bodybuilding.com back in the day, which all that's removed now. But back in the day, I used to give so much advice on there that people would take my advice and they would cut it, copy it, and then they would use it in their relationship blogs and other places. Like, we're talking back in, from 20, 2006 through 2012, six years, 120,000 posts. And they used to steal my shit. They would just copy it and then put it into blog posts and then sell it as their own philosophies, their own ideas. So like my shit goes, I just, once I figured things out and I, I never stopped talking, I never stopped going right so my stuff even before you ever even found this show or found this podcast or found found any of it it was already out there and i'd find it and back in the day that you know there'd be these little they'd post them on instagram or facebook because these like these words and then they'd put their names after it. i'm like i wrote that like two years ago on a fucking and i could find the posts right then when i published my book they used to do the same thing they'd rip sections of my book out and post it in relationship blogs and be like oh ah, that's cool now they do it in politics now they do it in politics they used to do it in self-help exclusively now they do it in politics <coughs> but i don't even care i don't even care now i give you permission just go fucking go make a difference if i can come up with an, an easily digestible concept an idea or a philosophy that makes the world better and you want to go spread it around, fucking do it. So I'm, I'm good with that. Just go do it. I don't care. I'll get the credit when I'm dead. I'm not worried about that shit when I'm alive. <clears throat> so there you go. All right. I think I'm done. Been on the show for fucking two hours, 35 minutes. All right. Hold on. Dilly, uh, I know you said before you've, uh, what training cer certification? Um, I only ever recommend one. Uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine. It's the only, I went through a lot of different classes, a lot of different certifications. The only one I stand behind, and I, I haven't been, I haven't went through their class now in, in years, but the only one I used to stand behind would be the uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, hey, Dilly, can you let people know that, that uh, me, uh, fucking uh, 
Meatball DeSantis is going to be in Las Vegas tomorrow. He's trying to keep his locations hidden to keep Trump supporters from showing up. There you go. Meatball DeSantis, do your recon. He's going to be in Las Vegas tomorrow. Go go find out because he doesn't want you showing up, patriots. Meatball DeSantis does not want you showing up at his locations, so he's not putting it out to the public. There you go. He's going to be in Vegas. Brutal. Brendan, I have someone who said I could build a tiny home on their land. I wouldn't own the land, but would own the structure. Nope. Hard pass. Hard pass. Nope. You want the whole thing. You want the whole thing. No, no, no. You do not want to have, you do not want to lease land with a structure on top of it. No. Either you, either the deal includes the land and you can do some type of fucking, uh, you know, seller carry situation, but no. Do not build a house on someone else's fucking land that you're leasing. Do not do that. This is not financial advice, but if you were my grandmother, I would tell you absolutely not. All right, I'm done. Yep, I'm done. I'm all done. All right, God bless you. God bless America, and God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll be back on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilley Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.